people, folks. Uh, thanks again for tuning in to uh, another episode of my podcast. I'm here today just kind of reeling at all the news that's been coming in, I guess. I like to keep track, and there's a lot to keep track of. And I'm sure, as you all have seen, um, Trump was talking to the uh, election officials of Georgia, and in a very edited and framed and uh, tape that was given no prior context. I mean, that's what was released. And um, we heard about that in another effort for Trump to kind of weasel his way out of this election. I mean, it's not it's not fun. It's not fun seeing the president say these things. It's also not fun seeing it be framed in this way that it, it can only be this one perspective and every piece of evidence we're given to support these kinds of notions or narratives all these all, always the evidence seems to be something that is you know lacking a greater context you know we saw that with George Floyd we saw that with the impeachment we saw that with Russia gate uh, all of these things I think really lack some kind of greater context and I think in this call it does as well but at this point it seems like no matter what uh, Trump is going to try, uh, he's either not going to be able to find evidence, voter evidence fraud, and and or also there's there's just no, uh, it's possible there's no voter fraud. I think it's sketchy how the election went down. You know, it was certainly weird considering the time we're in. But uh, I mean, considering how many votes Biden has over Trump, it seems unlikely there's anything that Trump would be willing to do, would, would be capable of doing, even if he were to find voter fraud. So I don't know what the greater context of uh, his uh, requests in those calls were, but I mean, it's just another scandal we're going to have to go, you know, it's just, we're just going to paint this over Trump's legacy, I feel like, and it's just going to go out with another scandal and he'll be the black hole of our, you know, of our uh, history for some people in this country. I mean, that's how they'll look at it. And for other people in this country, I think they're really going to look at it like uh, it was a missed opportunity for uh, any semblance of any change within the political system and our political institutions. And I think for a lot of people, you know, it's people, I think, who are dis. I think there are a lot of people now that are disenfranchised uh, on the left and on the right and feel that uh, this return to form of this, you know, blue versus uh, blue and red binary uh, gridlock system is just not going to be really one that they would like to take part in. And I think this is something that happens, you know, time and time again. I think this is these kinds of uh, black pillings and um, realizations people get, it seems to be that throughout history th th they're common and that um, certain political movements or events kind of spark a certain enlightenment of people or a realization uh, of the political system and the power of the people uh, holding it, holding all the, uh, pulling the strings from above. And uh, writing the rules in ways that are uh, 
seem to only move money in a way that goes up. And it's it's a weird time. I feel like as a young person, uh, I feel very uncertain in what's going on. And I think um, it's, it's, it's definitely not a good feeling to be looking out into the world right now. But I feel like this has to have happened before, you know? Uh, Vietnam War. I mean, we were, we were bombing our own ships. And, uh, I mean, uh, allegedly, the Gulf of Tonkin, we were, you know, in Vietnam, we were bombing our own ships and uh, essentially invading off of, you know, false pretenses. So we've done this before, and we've had this kind of... Uh, you know, bullshit meter go off for the country, but so I'm sure we'll move past it. But I mean, certainly power is moving upwards and money's moving upwards and Amazon's making more money and any corporation seems to be making more money while the people here uh, left to be any, I mean, most working class people are left with fewer opportunities and fewer ways to make money with less money involved in their uh, businesses and if you have a job where you can sit at home you're fine but it's like now we're headed in a it seems like we're we're, divi we're really also dividing classes even more with this whole lockdown kind of lifestyle of we're gonna have people that can be working from home in a sort of elitist uh, job position and they can be doing things and you know being productive from their home and not having to be interacting in the outs with the outside world in the same way that a mechanic would be or anybody who's really having to deal with uh, human beings face to face or uh, i mean somebody working in any kind of social work this is going to be people with more um <clears throat> they're, they're going to be i feel like there's going to be a real clear distinction now between working class and what we would call upper class and it's going to divide people so that's uh all the political bullshit i guess that's going on but other than that i mean you gotta get this my gram so i want I wanted to hang out with my sister. She lives, uh, we both live in California. She lives with my grandmother um, and my grandfather, and they're very scared about COVID. And I wanted to hang out with her for two days. I've been getting tested. I've been following all the rules here. Haven't had COVID. My housemate hasn't had it. My uh, girlfriend hasn't had it. So we were going to have her over, but it it became a huge issue getting texts from my grandma that you know because of the new strains and the second wave it's just too much and if my sister gets sick what will they do where will she quarantine and i mean it's frustrating i i, I think ultimately it's like she's just not she's just not it seems like she's just not wanting to trust me in being able to manage my sister for like two days so that's a little, you know, whatever. But, um, I mean, she also, the funny thing is, she, she also is not exactly the biggest follower of all these 
COVID rule. I mean, she follows the rules and cleans her hands and wears a mask and everything, but she's also certainly uh, gone to a bunch of different stores and con- continued uh, her shopping habits throughout the pandemic w- with not much change. So it's like, I, I, I understand we should take this seriously and everything, and I do, but I also understand there's elements of reality that have to be maintained and I'm going to be wanting to uh, maintain some of my elements of reality. But because I am younger, I'm not... I, it seems like my say is not uh, valid. So she changed her Facebook profile picture to have the little ring, the little temporary, temporary profile picture that said, Stay home, save lives. So yeah. My grandma... My grandma's subtweeting me now, and it's because of some COVID-19 bullshit, you know? And I'm, it's like, I get paid to take care of children in their home and not get them sick, uh, you know, under a licensed group home for the state of California. But my sister is, uh, the, the venture is too risky. But, uh... So yeah, that's, that is uh, a little disappointing. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's like COVID's affecting everybody, like in all kinds of ways. And it's just, it's honestly just feels like too much most of the time. Um, I'm not really with it. I'm like, yeah, let's be safe and everything. But the masking outside by yourselves, when there's nobody around you, is really freaking me out. You know, it's really making me feel bizarre. I'm not feeling... I'm not feeling like... uh, Things are going to go back to normal. I'm feeling like people are going to... I feel like we're only getting more divided. And that's going to be the way that it is. We're going to continue with the one way. Let's be the woke... uh, You know, mainstream media way. And then there's going to be... A growing... uh, An acceptance of anybody who really disagrees... Um, and I mean, as I look around more and more, I'm trying to find what's going to be left, you know, I'm really trying to see what are we going to have left over after all of this? Is this just going to be McDonald's where I'm, you know, ordering on my app to get a 50 cent large fries? Is this the new reality that I have to accept, at least for the time being? Uh, and, and uh, you know, small businesses will be gone, retail will be dead, that's it, and I'll just order my f- most of my products online and spend most of my life in my home. I'm not, I'm not certain. But here in California, I'm really not certain. You know, I just went to San Francisco last week, and... I mean, I had a pretty good time. I met, hung out with a friend from high school, and we were talking about how one of my rabbis thought I was a rapper for some reason, would call me EP Beats, and that was a pretty that was pretty that was pretty funny remembering that kind of stuff, uh, catching up about some of the some of the Jewish school stuff that that uh that he and I both experienced, and how it was just pretty funny, pretty unique. Um, I mean, I found out a lot of people don't even know what Jews are, 
and I mean I'm Jewish and yeah I mean I guess just people don't know what they are which I mean I could get into but it's like it's kind of a long I guess it's a longer conversation the whole history of Jews but I mean I, I do feel like Christians should know who Jews are considering they cons I'm, I'm fairly certain they can consider the Old Testament canon so it's, it's good to know I guess I mean, I thought, as a Jew, but we're moving forward with things, I guess, you know, Judaism is uh, currently not allowed in California, really, I, I, you know, I'm exaggerating, but the governor is setting limits on religion and religious gatherings, and Jews do need to gather to pray, that is an obligation for Jews. It's not optional. So, there, there's, it's just, I'd like to get back into the community and it's feeling, you know, it's, it's hard when it's feeling so constrained here and it seems like they don't want it to be possible. It's like, it's definitely not on their to-do list to make the religion here possible. Um, but yeah. So we got a great governor here. He really seems to know. He really has got it down. We got uh, fucking <laughs> Bill de Blasio dancing on New Year's Eve in the, in the middle of Times Square. I mean, the place looked like it was like, I don't even, it just was, it looked like Black Mirror, you know? The whole thing just looked like it was from Black Mirror. Everyone was in these little boxes with the Planet Fitness bullshit everywhere, and uh, everyone had a mask on outside. Um, and then everyone was, uh, yeah, doing that, and it was looking fucking insane. I mean, it was just like, what, what is the point? And then Bill de Blasio and his wife are dancing in the middle of Times Square where they're shutting down the whole city. And... They can't even get the fucking vaccine out. So, I mean, I, it's it's like, I like to think it's incompetence, and that's what people are saying, but it's like, it, what if it isn't? It's just, what is going on? Like, wh why, are they, why are these people being allowed to run these cities into the ground? Um, you know, our Congress is now ending uh, uh, prayers with all men and all women because uh, they because that's apparently that is what is equal. Uh, despite any actual knowledge of anything, it's just it it's just it seems like they're we're we're building this lexicon and we're adding things into it to to the and it'll increase to the point where uh, words have no meaning. It, it's like you are nothing is defined everything is something different and it's not helpful for us in our culture war going on you know it's not helpful for the blue haired uh, uh, chunky women to be it's not helpful for them to not be able to talk to somebody uh, to, to a uh, Trump uh, Trump supporting bear who likes to fuck twinks they should be able to have a conversation. But because of the differences, 
in uh, probably political beliefs in uh, communities and probably age. I'd say age. It's going to be the biggest factor. Also, but these people are not going to be able to have a conversation where they're civil and uh, we need uh, we need that to happen. We need these conversations to be happening. So Ben Shapiro was, uh, I haven't listened to him recently after the whole Trump-Georgia tape, but I mean, what was he going to say? I imagine it'd be like, now, did Trump potentially pressure the Georgia election officials? I mean, sure. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Trump and the Democrats have both been working expediently. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Somebody give me an excuse. You know, what's a good excuse for Trump to uh, have been doing this that, that Shapiro would be using? Um, now, the Democrats, on the other hand, do not have any phone calls released. But there could be a lot of phone calls released. And uh, Seth Rogen on Twitter will probably just respond to him and be like, <laughs> Ben, <laughs> calm down and smoke some weed. Some shit like that, you know? Because that's what we're doing now, you know? And I don't know. That's what we got to talk about. So there's not really much entertainment. We got Wonder Woman 84, which was a mess, a joke. I mean, I've seen uh, more coherent finger paintings than a movie like that. Uh, I mean, it was ridiculous. The movie felt like it was a, it was a, ta it was a, ta like each scene was tied together by a string there was no it was just so odd and everything they tried at it seemed failed halfway through it was like all right well i guess all of these elements are going nowhere the best thing about it was gal gadot and her name's gal gadot it's not godot she's not french she's not from new orleans she's not greek she's israeli it's gal gadot we say the t's and shit we use a lot of consonants in the hebrew it's not uh some fancy schmancy uh, au revoir fucking uh, menage toi fucking bullshit it's Gal Gadot but she was pretty funny I mean she's got that Israeli uh, vibe to her you know hello how are you wow <laughs> no way it's fun having that kind of energy you know it's a good time but Seth Rogen does pottery now, too. Speaking of Seth Rogen, you, you guys should check out his pottery. I mean, all those political beliefs aside, go look at his Instagram. <laughs> I'm a pothead. <laughs> so, he's a pothead. So he makes pottery and he smokes a lot of weed. That's what he's doing. He's Seth. You can call me Seth. <laughs> so Seth Rogen's there for a good time and uh, honestly looking forward I mean uh, I think everyone um, 
is finding their own grift. Everyone's finding their own way to make a couple bucks right now, and there's definitely some ways. It's not the best time, but people are doing it. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping that something changes with this pandemic and that we do move forward other than just, you know, locking down and not locking down. It's just it's just too much. I just think it's going. It's, dr it's drilling us into the ground, you know? I think there's a lot of people that are just frustrated by it, and I, I, I honestly can't imagine working my whole, you know, 20 years, let's say, to have worked and saved and then bought a business or a restaurant and then just have it be obliterated in front of me in the course of a year. I mean, it's just like, it's gotta be one of the most frustrating things imaginable happening to some of these people. And people, and, and so many others are just insensitive to the fact that these people need to make a living for themselves. Um, it's, you know, that's, look, we gotta talk about these things. We gotta talk to each other. We gotta have the bears talking to the blue-haired lesbos, and we gotta really make amends, um, I guess. If it's even possible, but... Hmm. Here in California... It's just... I feel like uh, not enough conversations occur. And it's like, you're either with it or you're not. And... It's just a crazy mindset, and I think it's just a kind of a, a virus going around in, in the head, and it's 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 buggy how there's a lot of pressure to be one way. Um, it's I guess it's I guess it should be expected, you know. I, I lived in, but also I don't know. I lived in Texas for most of my life, and it was not like it the way it was here, from what I could remember. It really was not. Uh, the same kind of um, psychological pressure to uh, adhere and to conform to uh, thought patterns. So let's just uh, try to think about think about things in a different way and rethink it, so we could uh, have a good twenty twenty one. All right, thank you guys.